0: Welcome to the Imago Day Eastside Gathering podcast. Hi, Imago. We're in the midst of Advent, which is part of a, a really beautiful movement in the rhythms that we have here in Imago. And it's a time for us to refocus and remember what really matters, especially in a season like the one that we're in now. This year, our theme for Advent is praying between the Advents. As God's people, we live in a space between the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ. The kingdom of God has broken in, but not fully. And so we live in this place of yearning and we live and pray in this place of of kind of mean time. Paul actually says that we groan longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. And so this week, I want you to consider the prayer that we're going to uh, look at, and that is, God, speak to us. God, speak to us. Four words, a dozen letters, barely a tweet, but it's not a small prayer. In fact, it's a gigantic prayer. It's a prayer that's, that's up there with, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, or nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done or have mercy on me or show me your glory as Moses prayed. It's a prayer that we need now more than ever because we're in this place where we need to hear God speak over all of the noise. We need to hear God speak over all of our fear and we need to hear God speak over all of our uncertainty. It's a big prayer, but it's got a big answer. So turn with me, if you would, in your Bibles to Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 3. In the past, it says, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty in heaven. That is a mouthful. It's kind of a brain full. It's a heart full if you really take some time with it. But but I wanna look at it um, in pieces. So the first thing I want you to see is that God speaks. It's the very first thing that it says in the book of Hebrews, God speaks. It says, at many times and in various ways. He spoke to our forefathers. He spoke to the patriarchs. He spoke to everyone. Through the prophets in many ways in various ways and at many times so he spoke to abraham uh, for example he spoke to abraham isaac and jacob directly he spoke to moses from a burning bush he spoke in a cloud in a flood in a rainbow he spoke in a still small voice to elijah he spoke through the prophets priests and poets like aaron and isaiah and david he spoke to leaders like Deborah and Esther. He spoke through angels to Daniel and Mary and Joseph. And, and you might be thinking right now that God doesn't speak to me like he spoke to them. There was no burning bush in your backyard or God didn't speak to you through the jawbone of an ass like he did in the Old Testament. and. Because you're thinking, maybe God doesn't speak to me like that, that he doesn't speak at all. Or you hear other people talk about how God spoke to them or the way God may speak to them. But the truth of the matter is, is that God is speaking and he's speaking all of the time. What it says here is he may not speak to you the way he speaks to somebody else, but he is speaking to everybody now through his son. He's speaking through his son and it's important to understand when you see that he talks about how he speaks now through his son in these last days. We're in the last days. It says he speaks through his son. He contrasts Jesus with those prophets, with the prophets of old and with the people who listened to God in the Old Testament. He's, he's saying here, Jesus is not just another prophet. He's not just another great teacher. He's not like them. As a matter of fact, it says that he spoke through his son. And it's more literally rendered the son. And he is the heir of all things, it says. So it contrasts him with them in that he is set apart from those prophets in that he is the son and heir, not just a prophet. Then it contrasts him with humanity because it says that he is the son. He's the son and heir. And it says that he spoke He's speaking through his son as the son and heir. And then it says that he is the one who, let me find my verse here, says he's the son and heir who he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Now that sets him apart, not just from other prophets, it sets him apart from humanity because now you've got the son who is not just the heir of all things, but you have the one who created the universe, who was there when it all happened. As a matter of fact, a little further down in Hebrews, you'll see at verse 10 in Hebrews one, that it talks about how God, speaking of Jesus, it says in comparison to angels, says he's, he's far above angels, because who else is it about whom God has said, "'In the beginning, Lord, "'you laid the foundations of the earth "'and the heavens are the work of your hands.'" In John 1-3, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and through him all things were made and without him nothing was made that has been made. So you have Jesus who is set apart, not just from the prophets, but he is set apart from humanity and he is not just somebody who's been around in these last days. He's somebody who was here in the beginning. And so Jesus is the one through whom God speaks. Jesus is called the word for a reason, but to begin to understand why it's important first to consider just even the significance of speaking as it relates to God. Now God's not idle. He doesn't like shoot the breeze like we do. He doesn't chew the fat or chop it up or top Trash, you know, you don't ever hear God say something that you just wanna go blah, 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 blah. God. He's not that kind of God. When he speaks, he always speaks with reason. And it's usually one of two reasons. The first reason God speaks is to reveal himself to us. The second reason is to declare or define his relationship to either us or to someone else. So to reveal himself, reveal his desires, reveal, reveal his nature, Um, think about creation. That reveals who God is to us. As a matter of fact, Romans one says that if we just look at creation, we would be able to know and understand who God is. Just by that, without this, we'd be able to know who God is and what his nature is. Or it's like he revealed himself to Moses on the mountain, or he's declaring a relationship He talks to the prophets and says, I have loved you. He's talking about us. I've loved you with an everlasting love. Or he'll say that I'm a jealous God, which means that I I care about you and I am very possessive about you. Or when he shows up at Jesus's baptism and he says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. So now when you think about how God reveals himself the way he speaks, and it says in this passage that God is revealing himself through his son, Jesus is actually both of those things. He not only is revelation of God, God's nature and God's desires. You Look at verse, um, the very first part of verse three in Hebrews here. It says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. That is a revelation of God in Jesus. He is to God as sunlight is to the son, or if God were a person, and he is, he would be Jesus, right? He is, Jesus is also like God, all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present. Then you also see that Jesus is the one who reveals the relationship. It says in, in verse three, it says, after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty in heaven so you see his relationship to god and you see his relationship with us and you see god's relationship with us because god wanted to purify us and to deal with our sins and he used jesus to do it and jesus allowed himself to be used to do it so what am i saying here what i'm saying is that there is nothing about god that cannot be known in jesus there's nothing that god has ever said that he's saying now or that he will say that cannot be heard in Jesus. So in other words, Jesus isn't some messenger guy who came here with a message from God. Jesus is himself the message. Everything that God said through the prophets at many times and in various ways, it pointed to Jesus. He is the branch that God spoke of through Isaiah. He's the shepherd that he spoke about through Ezekiel and through David. He is Jacob's ladder and he's Noah's ark. Jesus is all of those things. When you hear those things spoken about, they point at Jesus. So what does it say then for us to pray God speak to us? Well, it doesn't mean that he's going to suddenly start speaking like we woke him up from a nap or something and now he's going to start saying some things. He's always been speaking. Creation, like I said before, speaks about God and it is God speaking. But what it does mean is that it means that everything God says, everything he has said, is found in Jesus. Every desire that we have to hear God speak then is a desire for Jesus, whether we understand it or realize it or not. When we pray God speak to us, what we're saying is show us Jesus. Matthew 17 tells the story that we typically call the transfiguration. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up to a high mountain where he's transfigured right before their eyes. And it says that his face shone like the sun and his clothes were bright like like light. And Moses and Elijah were on either side of him and they were talking to Jesus. So as soon as he sees this, of course, Peter's like tripping. And he says, well, why do we need to make three tabernacles, three temples, one for you, one for Elijah and one for Moses? Now, while he was still talking, God shows up to interrupt him. And while he's speaking, God interrupts him showing up in a cloud. And he says, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Then he shouts, listen to him listen to him. God shows up and says, listen to him. When Jesus was being tempted on the mountain by the uh, the enemy, he said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hebrews says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Translation, listen to him. In his final words to the children of Israel, Moses said to them, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God on Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire anymore or we will die. And the Lord said to me, what they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites. And I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command them. That prophet was Jesus. Peter, as a matter of fact, is the one who ironically, after saying we should build a temple for him, we see him later in the book of Acts recalling this passage and saying that that person is Jesus, is the Messiah. When we pray God speak to us, his answer is listen to my son. My words are in his mouth. When we pray like Moses and we say, God, show me your glory, God answers and says, listen to my son. My son is my glory. When we pray like the disciples and we say, God, let your kingdom come and let your will be done. His answer is listen to my son. Because my kingdom has come with him. When we pray like David and we say, God, have mercy on us. According to your loving kindness, his answer is listen to to my son. My mercy is in him. My loving kindness is in him. When we struggle to forgive another person and we pray about that, God says, listen to my son, my forgiveness, and therefore your forgiveness is in him. When you worry about whether or not you're gonna be able to have the confidence to be the man or woman of God you're called to be, God's answer to you is, listen to my son. Your confidence, your trust, your faith is in him. Your purpose, it's in him. Your provision, it's in him. Your courage is in him. When you struggle to be generous, when you want to be generous, when you want to have something to give, God says, your generous heart It's in him. Put that heart in you. Our peace, our joy, our power is all in Jesus. God speak to us. It's not a small prayer. And every year at Advent, we celebrate Jesus as the only answer to our longing. And God's answer through him is always yes and amen. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for speaking to us in your son, through your son, by your son. Father, show us what it means to then embody that same um, spirit of your son so that when people in our lives and around us want to hear you speak, that they will recognize your voice in us, that they'll recognize your son in us, that they'll recognize your spirit in us. Father, we, we thank you for every answer that you've given us through Jesus, for every word you've spoken through Jesus, for every thing you've provided through Jesus. We thank you, Father, and we celebrate you this season. Amen.